That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, well, join the club. We uh, (laughs) might not have done ours this week either, or at least I can say so for myself. But let's all be inspired when we're finished listening, or in my case, recording, to do our weekly review. Um, I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How's it going? And have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. It's going pretty well, although I have not done a weekly I did one a couple of days after the last recording, and then I haven't done mm-hmm. one since. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good, though. That's um, that's less than a week ago, so you're you're still you're still in the in the running for a weekly review. <laughs> a weekly ish review, yes. A week, yes. If I do one tomorrow, I'll only be one day late, but uh, and I might do it while I'm waiting for kids to trick-or-treat. No. (laughs) Yes, we are recording on Halloween Eve. And uh, let's see. So, um, yeah, I wish I had done it today, but it just kind of the day got away from me. And I also find, like, with the getting dark so early, uh, I get surprised, like, that the day is over already. And if if it didn't get dark, I wouldn't be noticing and I would I might work later, <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, uh, whatever we uh, we actually have an interesting topic uh, for this episode um, that you and I have talked about a bit. I have been talking about it with other people too online um, because I found some people don't know about this particular subject, which. Um, I, I refer to as the 15 styles of distorted thinking. Um, It's a list of ways of thinking about things that can sort of lead you astray and off the path of being, you know, productive and or feeling good or, you know, just generally they're, they're ways that we, most of us get get ourselves in trouble um, if we don't recognize we're doing them. And it is part of a, uh, a, a school of psychology called cognitive behavioral uh, psychology. And sometimes these 15 styles are called the cognitive distortions. Um, and it's something that it's relatively new um, in psychology in the sense that it was first uh you know, the theory was first put out there in the 70s. And people have been working on this list of the 15 styles of distorted thinking for a while. But there seems to be this one list that has, has, you know, been disseminated everywhere. And I can't even find who is the original source for this list. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Um, it just, it's if you, you Google um, 15 styles of distorted thinking, you'll find those 15 
things. But James, you you actually, in contrast to me, you actually have studied psychology. So um, maybe you can say something about this. Well, uh, yeah, I, one of my undergrad degrees was in psychology. But again, we need to say to our listeners, neither of us are qualified <laughs> registered <laughs> therapists in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Um not only we as as little as we know about the getting things done methodology, <laughs> we know even less about professional therapeutic psychological things. Um, so take everything yeah. you hear as a grain of with a grain of salt. As I was as I said to Gene before, we're just two dopes talking about stuff on a podcast like every other podcast. Um, <laughs> But that all that big disclaimer said, um, the uh, yeah, in studying different kind of schools of psychology, the the one that I kind of enjoyed or identified with most was cognitive therapy, um, because in a lot of ways it it's a very direct approach. It says here's here's something here's how you might be thinking about certain things that's causing you distress or that's causing you to not do so well and um maybe if you thought about those things in this other way um you would feel better um <laughs> which i mean it sounds very like well that makes sense but you know as opposed to delving into you know your your the, your childhood, you know, your deep dark past, and your dreams, and and what have you. Um, it yeah. it just seems like it's a it a very kind of direct and uh, effective approach. Um, and I guess today we're going to talk about some of those styles of distorted thinking uh, as they pertain to getting things done. But before we do, I just have to say I love that the list is called styles. Of distorted yeah. thinking. So it's not just types, right? It's like, <laughs> well, you know, oh, you're somebody who likes to catastrophize, but me, <laughs> my style of of distorted thinking is, you know, I just have to be right all the time. Um, and it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's like everybody has their own, like, little costume that they put on for their distorted thoughts. Yes. That's well, I could totally see a play being done, and I'm sure there has been one. <laughs> um, and uh, I, you know, 15, 15 styles, each one of them are interesting. Not everyone is going to be applicable to everyone, but I have to say, you know, also as a, a little uh, prelude to talking about them, is that for me, I found out about them fairly late in life. I mean, I wish that this had been taught to me in high school or something instead of as, you know, I was in my 40s and in therapy. And the therapist said, you might be, you know, you might be interested in this list. It might help you. And he just gave me, it's like a practically a mimeographed piece of paper. <laughs> it's very old school. And I, you know, I read it and I thought, oh, yeah, definitely can see where things apply to me. And at some point, I decided to put it into my tickler file, my David Allen approved 43 folder tickler file, so that I could 
because I knew I wouldn't take it all in at one moment. And I didn't really have a way to remind myself to check in Mm -hmm. on those things. Um, It was before the iPhone and everything. (laughs) And so I put it, I would just put it in a folder for a day in the future somewhere, you know, five to 10 days in the future. I didn't, um, you know, it wasn't a specific system. And so when I would get to that folder in the tickler file, there would be the handout on the 15 styles of distorted thinking. And I would pull it out and just spend a minute with it and, and say, well, which two or three of these things have I struggled with in the last week or since I last looked at this list? And it really helped me um, a lot just to look at them and say, oh, yeah, I, you know, I did, um, you know, struggle with catastrophizing or some kind of filtering. And then, uh, you know, I didn't even have the the article about what the responses to the distorted thinking were. I just, <laughs> just by being aware of them, I could like sort of pull myself back from them. And I noticed when we were prepping for this podcast and looking at the list, I was like, wow, back in the day, I used to always get, you know, this one and this one, you know, would always, you know, be bothering me. And now I realize like, they don't bother me hardly at all anymore. So I think that, you know, so it ties into GTD for me, because I definitely, it helped me to have that tickler file to, to make that um, list come up on a regular basis. And I should probably figure out a way to do that in OmniFocus, put it in, you know, as a task to review it X number of days mm-hmm. on repeat and defer and whatever. So I'm going to do that. But uh, yeah, we thought so, you know, we're talking in generalizations right now. And if you're listening to this, you know, it would be nice if we could just read you all 15 of them. So you would understand like where we're coming from, but that would get really kind of boring, I think, and overly uh, too much to concentrate on, just as I felt like when I was looking at the list on paper, that you can't really take them all in. So instead of looking at all 15, or even talking about all 15, I thought James and I would spend a little time talking about some that resonate with us, you know, lately, and how they affect our, um, our approach to, you know, getting things done, and, you know, being able to get things done, which is, I think, even more important. <laughs> so, so I'll start. Um, and the first one on the list is the first one I'm going to talk about, which is called filtering. And uh, filtering just, this is each one on the list, there's a like a one, maybe two sentence, very short description of it. And they're very pithy. So we'll put a link to this in the show notes. So you can check it out on your own. But filtering means you take the negative details and magnify them while filtering out all the positive aspects of the situation. So I think a lot of people have experienced this. And I have, you know, definitely, um, I I do let myself lately, you know, get a little bit too much dwelling on the negative, which really makes it hard to move forward with something. And, um, I, when you um, magnify the negative, and you don't include any of the positive, you're kind of stuck is really what it is. So I mean, that for me, just knowing that I'm doing that, I start like saying, well, let me pull in some positive things and see if I can 
balance this out. And um, I think that's, that's really worked for me. And also knowing that nothing is that bad that I can't tolerate it, you know, that I feel like, um, and that, that helps, that helps me too. But if I'm, so if I'm trying to get something done, for example, and I think, well, I'm behind on this, and I'm behind on that, and this, I'll never get this thing done, or that one thing that I thought was done now is has to be redone. And, you know, how can I possibly cope with all this work? Or I could say to myself, well, you did get the following things done. And I think that's one of the, you know, um, advantages Mm -hmm. of having a list (laughs) in your task management, you know, being able to see what you have accomplished. And then I just feel better. You know, I say, okay, I didn't write that blog post, or I didn't send out that email, but I did do, you know, I did do a different blog post, or I did, you know, interact with a lot of people online today that, you know, we really had some good conversations. And that's part of what I'm doing as well. And uh, anyway, so that's, that's filtering. And um, and I will also say, like, if you do have some, like, catastrophic <laughs> situation, like I had with my knee in uh, Italy, I, I very, you know, um, actively refrained from uh, letting the negative details take me over. Because if I wanted to, I could have become a total sad sack mm-hmm. at that point because, you know, oh, my vacation is ruined and this is not happening. And, oh, I was just starting to, you know, I could, I could hear myself wanting to do that. But I also, you know, um, I can't say that there were like a lot of positives like right off the bat, but honestly, every situation has them. And I've definitely had a lot of positive experiences um, since I've had that fall in Trieste that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't. So anyway, what about you, James? What's your pick? Um, Well, I'd say there are a few on here that tend to hamper me from getting things accomplished. Actually, number two on the list is polarized thinking. Things are black or white, good or bad. You have to be perfect or you're a failure. There is no middle ground. And sometimes something's on my list and I'm procrastinating because I want it to be perfect. And I'm not sure what that means. Like, <laughs> like, so I kind of defer and delay and procrastinate, um, just because of perfectionism. Um, <clears throat> and really nothing I've ever done has been perfect. <laughs> so I don't know why this is still an issue. Um, you know, I might accomplish things successfully, but it's never perfect for crying out loud um so get over yourself dempsey (laughs) um but that still is one that um uh there's that feeling of you know oh i i really want to get this thing right or perfect and i don't feel like i'm ready to do that and what if it goes wrong and then that actually then leads into (laughs) leads to another one (laughs) catastrophizing where it's like Oh, and then this will happen and everybody will hate me and this will be like the, 
the worst, yeah. you know, suddenly, you know, your whole life comes crashing down because, I don't know, you sent out an email with, like, a phrase that wasn't exactly the right thing to say. Um, <laughs> so, I'd say a combination of that perfectionism or polarized thinking and catastrophizing tend to be um, two things I need to be on my guard mm-hmm. about when I'm, especially when I'm trying to accomplish something that's that's on my list. And usually a tip-off is that it's been on my list for a while. Yeah. Now that's a good point. Yeah, and catastrophizing, which is number five on the list, is you expect disaster, you notice or hear about a problem and start what ifs? What if tragedy strikes? What if it happens to you? you know, but also, what if I'm not perfect? <laughs> so, right. catastrophizing and polarized thinking definitely they're they're um, they're definitely cousins. Yes, they list. they team up to be quite a double whammy. <laughs> well, so the next one that I wanted to talk about is number seven on the list, which is control fallacies. Um, if you feel externally controlled, you see yourself as helpless, a victim of fate. The fallacy of internal control has you responsible for the pain and happiness of everyone around you. And that's more what I identify with. I don't tend to feel externally controlled, but I do feel that I personally have internal control that makes me responsible for everything that happens. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, when you just say it out loud and you explain it, you think, yep, that's distorted thinking. Um, And, you know, thinking about a to-do list, if you want to, you know, put it into that context is how many things are on there because you're trying to control something for other people, you know, make something Mm -hmm. good for other people. Not that we shouldn't, you know, and being generous with our time is a good thing. But when I think about, let's say, planning an event, um, I tend to over plan and overthink because I can't stand the thought that somebody won't be totally happy. event. And that's just not realistic. Uh, you know, that's, um, and, and also people are, are responsible for their own happiness, you know, or their pain. And like, you can do, you do what you can to do your best, but then you have to like, let go. And I think, we, you know, not to over mix our metaphors, but that goes to one of the things we talked about way back, which I called the donut of influence, but you, know, mm-hmm. I think you call it something else. Oh, no, but it's where- <laughs> sphere, spheres of influence, but yes. <laughs> Basically, it- the, the thing you really control is yourself, and then everything else you can have some influence, but you're not responsible in that way. Absolutely. And um, actually, in it, you mentioned events, and um, my, my sister throws really – really fantastic parties. Um, and I think mm-hmm. we, we had talked briefly about, uh, she threw me a 50th, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, she threw my dad a 90th birthday. Um, and, um, and of, of course afterwards she's like, Oh, do you think everybody had a good time? Do you? And my dad said the best thing he said, 
And if if they didn't have a good time at that party, it's their own fault. Um, <laughs> like you did, like you did everything humanly possible to make that a wonderful party. So, um, so yeah, you especially in event planning because you and I both have <laughs> jointly planned a number of of, of events. On the one hand, you know, you do have some responsibility. Like you can put together a completely disorganized, awful event. Um, I think you and I have been to a couple of those over the years. Um, <laughs> and there, you know, there is some responsibility on the part of, you know, the organizer kind of causing some, uh, you know, making things less nice than they could have been or less pleasant pleasurable yeah. what have you um so i think on the one hand um you know striving to provide a an excellent customer or audience member experience is definitely a laudable like that's something that is important but yes the fact that don't get so far into your head that you think you're going to be able to make everybody there happy if you just do enough planning, because <laughs> you won't, you know, there'll be a couple people that oh, the music's too loud, a couple people it's too soft, a people like you yeah. can't, you cannot please everybody. But the best you can do is, is you know, do your best to make a great customer experience. But people are so varied in their opinions and preferences that there's there's no way to. You're not responsible for them having a good time. Um, right. So, yeah, I completely understand that one. Um, and early on in my, like, early, uh, adulthood, I came across those spheres of influence and that idea that don't focus on the things you have absolutely no control over. Um, focus on the things you can control. And honestly, that has served me incredibly well over the years. Yeah. No, it's a good one. Um, now, one on here that stops me sometimes from getting things done, it's a little bit different than what it's worded here, but I think it's in the same ballpark. It's okay. shoulds, number yeah. 10, which is you have a list of ironclad rules about how you and other people should act, and people who break the rules anger you, and you feel guilty if you violate the rules. And for me, it's not just people, it's ways the world should kind of, like the way things should go. Yeah. <laughs> and an example of this is um, I had solar panels put on the house. Mm -hmm. And um, at the same, and I had an old shake, wood shake roof. So it was like I was, people would knock at the door like daily, do you want us to do your roof? Do you want us to do your – so I was going to get the roof done and then at the same time let's do solar on mm -hmm. the new roof. Um, so I went through one company that like, you know, they work with subcontractors but they're doing everything. Um, and they put on – the roof came out beautifully and then they put on the solar panels and where they're putting the solar panels – there's one of those vent pipes from the plumbing. Mm -hmm. So I have this grid. They install it all, and I have this grid of solar panels, and one panel at the top, the top right panel is, like, off because mm -hmm. there's this pipe 
in the middle of this grid. Mm-hmm. And it just and I pull my car into the driveway and look up and be like, I hate that. <laughs> that is just it's like it's mm. it's all and I'm gonna have to live with this for like decades. Um <laughs> but I was so peeved because the should is like, why didn't they tell me there was gonna be this pull this thing sticking up in the middle of this grid mm-hmm. in the first place? Mm-hmm. Because I just had the whole roof off. Right. Right? And that would have been the right time to have the plumber come and just reroute <laughs> it to the back of the house. Yeah. And then you put the you know, the new roof on top of it. But no, we have to like reroute it, then we have to have this brand new roof has a hole in it now, so now we have to have the, the roofer come and patch the roof. And then we can adjust. So it just, I was so peeved that it took me weeks to even contact anybody to get this done. Cause I was just mad. I was like, it should not, I, we, I shouldn't have to do any of this. This right. is just screwed up. Um, and that can happen to, that happened to me with, uh, the Apple rebate we talked about an episode or two ago for the <laughs> iPhone where like it took that one was only a couple of days for me but it was like I had to get over my anger that reality wasn't matching up with how I thought it should be right and that hits me much more often than I'd like to admit <laughs> <laughs> but you know now I have I have routed that thing to the back of the house. Really? My grid is all nice and lined up. I pull in every day and I'm like, ah, oh, it's so nice. Um, so even though it didn't go the way it should have, eventually I got over being mad about it and contacted them and like got down to the business of fixing the problem as opposed to just being peeved that there was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that happens to me too. <laughs> I can definitely relate, but I think that like that entire social networks run on this particular part of distorted thinking. So. Oh, should? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, except for that you feel guilty if you violate the rules that nobody seems to have that problem, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, you're right. And it, it, it slows us down. I had a phone call that I needed to return, but I was sort of peeved as well. Like the way, a cancellation of an appointment was handled. And I started thinking, maybe I should just see somebody else altogether. Maybe I should, you know, mm-hmm. I should, uh, you know, I I intentionally just waited because I was thinking, well, maybe I'll work with somebody else altogether. Uh, I don't like how um, I ended up driving out to this thing for nothing. But then I realized, well, Actually, what I want to do is just talk to the person about that and say, what can I expect in the future if we're going to work together? You know, then I just need to know that um, I, we have clear lines of communication. Doesn't that sound mature? That sounds so mature. And going to do that. Yep. So I called the person back today and said, I left them a message because that's my 
problem with them, though, is I always have to leave a message. But that's kind of how the world works as well. Um, well, James, that's good. We got through six of these 15 styles. Oh, no, I didn't. I only I had one more I was going to talk about. Um, and uh, it's a, a number 11, emotional reasoning, which you believe that you feel, sorry, you've believed that what you feel must be true automatically. If you feel stupid and boring, comma, then you must be stupid and boring. That's how it's written. And certainly, I sometimes feel stupid and boring, and I believe it as well must be an objective fact. But well, I don't know if I ever feel boring, but I just feel, (laughs) uh, I definitely feel, you know, sometimes like, uh, I'm not good at what I'm doing. I'm, you know, if you feel like a failure, you start to believe you're a failure. Um, and, uh, and what I, I think, you know, it's the same with trying to get things done. You know, if you feel like you're not good at doing, you know, your productivity stuff, then mm-hmm. you, you maybe take step back and, and just because you feel that way doesn't mean it's true. And you have a lot of evidence to the contrary. Uh, if you, you know, it doesn't mean that you're, everybody's naturally good at organizing stuff their lives, you know, organizing their tasks or whatever. But I definitely know that since I've been putting more time and thought into it, as of, you know, the last whenever we said, let's recommit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely have leveled up in getting things done, actual, you know, not just the methodology so much as the actually getting actual things done. And, um, yeah, I'm pleased to say a few things that have sat there for a good year are moving for- toward getting done, almost done. So, yay. Um, but if I, you know, if I just let myself feel like, well, I'm I'm not good at this because I definitely have gone through this several times, as I've mentioned, with trying to be um, be on top of things and then f- finally throwing my hands up and saying, this just doesn't work for me. Um, I think I now, <laughs> I've avoided doing that for the fourth time and instead have said like, what if I step back a little and try to do things in a way that makes sense to me um, within, mm-hmm. you know, applying the, the principles of the system in a way that works for me. And and it's happening, and I'm doing it, so I'm happy. I'm very glad. That. Yeah. So, going to say no. maybe in a in a future episode we'll talk a little bit about the big things that you're you're I, getting done, <laughs> and um, I have I have a feeling I know what one of those is, but we'll leave <laughs> yes. it a mystery Ooh, for yes. a future There's, episode for our so. So many uh, possibilities of things that I've sat on my list for a long time, but even the little stuff too is uh, moving forward and just makes me happy. Oh, I will say, like on a on a as an aside, I'm getting a little better at making phone calls, and I did have it as a context on my task management system called Red Hot Poker, and the one day recently I said just write phone calls. Like, 
just writing that red hot poker, because right. that's how I referred to it the first time we talked about it, that it's a context for me, uh, might as well be called red hot poker. Um, making phone calls are so such an anathema. But yes, again, you know, just toning down and saying, hey, it's phone calls. That's all that's it right. is. That's right. I mean, it's kind of emotional reasoning. If you always think of it as red hot poker yeah. in the eye mode, <laughs> then you're never going to stop thinking about it that way because you have it tagged that way. <laughs> So, so anyway. in your head, you have to map the tag to, oh, yeah, that means phone calls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I applaud your change of the tag mm-hmm. to be more, uh, to be less, uh, 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 there's a word, I don't know what it yeah. is, um, to no, be more I, neutral. Yeah. Less charged, uh, less emotionally charged. Yeah, less emotionally charged, charged right? <laughs> Uh, because none of this stuff needs to be emotionally charged. It, it, you know, we, the more we break it down to their objective parts, it helps us get things done. Mm-hmm. Well, so James, should we, uh, should we call it a show? Let's call it a show. All right. Um, so listeners, I will be, uh, posting a link to, uh, to the 15 styles of distorted thinking, um, including it's an article that gives you 15 um, remedies for the distorted thinking. Some are more compelling than others, but you get the idea. And I think it's worth having the remedies as well uh, to peruse if you want to. And yeah, so if you have any thoughts about your own uh, distorted thinking patterns that you may have um, come up with a good remedy for, let us know. Uh, you can share it with us um, on the internet. We're theweeklyreview.fm on micro.blog and Twitter. We are at the Weekly Review. And you can email us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. Uh, we would love it if you would review or rate this podcast. It helps new listeners find us and it also makes us happy emotionally and objectively to know that you like our show. So thanks for listening and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got something.